spread a console, the golden disc. Maximals came after them, and they crashed both their ships. Landed on the earth with two moons. They fought in the beast wars. I mean, what else were they gonna do? War and beast. War and beast. We talk about things like energon and protoforms and sparks. War and beast. War and beast. How the Maximals have no It was me, the evil me all along. I'm Greg, and this is the War and Beast podcast. Hi, I'm Jordan, and I should have known what with that little beard. <laughs> I'm Kendall, and you know that Spock was actually the only good person in the mirror universe. So the it's a miss, it's a wrong to say that people with the with the goatee something. Also, very disappointed in War and Beast fans. Nobody went on IMDb <laughs> and found the opening sequence of the series begins with Bumblebee and Wheeljack. These are the same two characters that open up the original Transformers cartoon series. Uh, interesting. It is definitely the same number, 33 of 36. It was the same number that it was last week. You know what? Very disappointed. I, I forgot. So here, I'm. This is this is compelling podcasting right now. <laughs> so I am going to go in. I, I don't yeah. have an account, so if I even tried to do it like right now, it would take too. It would take even longer. Yeah. So I'm um, I'm just making a little note to to. <laughs> Maybe it's, by it's, the time the episode posts. The fact that it's still close is good, though. That just means that it will be easier for people to, right, to turn right. around. Yeah, just just you know, we just need like one or two people to go in. Do it. <laughs> oh my God! Why is it? Kendall, is it is it under Kingdom or is it just under like the War for Cyber War for it's Cybertron? It's just under trilogy? War for Cybertron trilogy. Okay, all right. Clicking on the trivia tab. Okay. Did I find this interesting? Yes. Okay. You know what? Just to make my life easy, I'm just gonna sign in with my Google. Yes. Go ahead. Create an IMDb account. There. I found it interesting. And no, I did not find the other one interesting. It hasn't updated yet, but uh, yeah, it may it may take a day or two. Yeah, maybe it has to approve. Yeah, you finding it interesting to make sure you're not a spam bot. True enough. But there you go, Kendall. I I have assisted your cause. <laughs> All right, hopefully, Com- hopefully that works. Podcasting here. <laughs> but yes, we are reviewing episode six, the final episode of the War for Cybertron trilogy. Interesting Exciting times interesting way that they finished it up uh there's definitely some points there there was never a lot of chatter about this particular season on twitter yeah which was kind of weird there was there was one point that i sort of saw somebody make which i'll bring up when we get to it but otherwise yeah there was there wasn't a lot of talk about it it's weird 
and it's been out now for a month and a half. Mm-hmm. So maybe you were looking in the wrong spots. Yeah. Either that, or maybe they should have, you know, teased that Optimus was the main character, and instead it was Alita. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, uh, that was my He-Man joke for the for the week. <laughs> oh, okay, because He-Man, okay, because Masters of the Universe, mm. which I actually did enjoy very much. So anybody who who saw it and was like, Kevin Smith lied, fuck you, <laughs> just fuck off. This, well, is the last ep- this is the last episode of this series. I'm not going to pull the punches. <laughs> no pulling punches. Yeah, we don't need to. We don't need to get uh, get more fans. We'll get all new fans for our uh, uh, Michael Bay Beast Wars episode. Yes, exactly. Yep. I'll make my own fans with blackjack think- and hookers. <laughs> Michael Bay is not doing the 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 the, the Beast Wars movie, no. right? No, he's not. It's another guy. Yeah. Thankfully. So there's hope. I'm, uh, should be good. They're on a streak of good stuff. I'm hoping so. But yes. So Kendall, that was the only trivia that we had. Yeah. No. 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 No <laughs> trivia. Everybody's. Uh, everybody realizes this is the end. So. Uh, <laughs> Jordan, what do, what do we got on the TF wiki? Um. Well, it's kind of hard. I'm not sure what would count as spoilers. For like before we get to it or not, let me think. Let me look here. Um, Sirius has been out for a month and a half now. So well, no, no. I mean, like, I don't want to ruin like any of our or derail any talks that we might. uh, Um, it. Let's see. It mentions how the uh, appearance of uh, Nemesis Prime was foreshadowed uh, in Mm. Arthurized Episode Five. Yeah. Even in a, a same snowy climate. Yes. Uh, they point out what what models were used for the uh, uh, at the very end when they're at the temple and all those people show up, mm-hmm. all those Cybertronians. So they mention how there's uh, uh, a refractor, like the the, the common type that's likely a, f- a factor reworker from Earthrise Episode Two. Yes. Another one was Shamble. Uh, they mentioned there was a seeker that was probably Skywarp. Yep. Uh, there was Chromia or Moon Racer. But they're not. Sh- but it's because their models are the same. We it's yeah. not not sure which. Mm-hmm. Elite One, Ultra Magnus, Jetfire, and the refractor that probably was Scrapface from the yes uh, factory. Yeah. And Barrigade, but uh, they said that even though he was seen in King uh, Kingdom Episode Two, Barricade was used as a generic too. So it might have just been one of the uh, generics. Yeah. And uh, someone pointed out that when they all show up, uh, Bl- uh, Black Arachnia looks concerningly to an injured RC, possibly since Black Arachnia previously called RC cute in Nick Kingdom Episode 3. Yes, I did notice that. <laughs> um, they pointed out that the statues erected at the end are of a cog and a refractor, which are the like the <laughs> generics that they've used for theirs for their, the entire series. So as so to be like as a way of using like common bots instead of anyone specific yes and, and i mean we we had cog make a, a yeah. noble sacrifice and also you know the the refractors made their sacrifice yeah and uh it also then got, points out some of the things that were on the kingdom website that, that w- where the messages foreshadowed things 
such as uh, Bumblebee had a message that said not all of his orders should be followed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for Optimus and Nemesis Primes, there was face the darkest part of himself for the f- former and uh, existence will be threatened when Optimus tries to fight his dark future for the latter. Oh, cool. Um, there was, there is one note of an uh, error here, like a technical error, where um, at the end the the English subtitles say I, and we'll get into this. I shall be king again when it when it's yes. actually they say I shall begin again. Yes, I noticed that on my rewatch actually. Yeah, so we'll. I um, I noticed a, I noticed an animation error. Yeah, um, oh. there was yeah, one too. Uh, uh, Optimus is supposed to be a good guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh they chipped in with some transformers reference where reminded that unicron ha- has been tied ca- called chaos bringer before yep. and galvatron shouts a die autobots much like megatron from in the transformers the movie yes I other than catch that also other than that there's just one note here that uh about the whole chromia <laughs> moon racer thing was like it's impossible to tell if if one is Chromia or, or if the one, that one is uh, Chromia or Rune Racer, and the official descriptive audio audio written by Dakota Green calls her Chromia, though the descriptive audio has switched up characters in the past, so who knows? Yeah. And that's that's really the all. Other, hmm? The other animation error is that um is more of a continuity error. Um uh is that uh Galvatron and Megatron are the same person. So they shouldn't both be on the screen at the same time. <laughs> if they touch, they'll they'll belt into each other and dis dis and disappear. Oh, they pull a time cop. <laughs> yeah. No, I just I just figured it was just a it was like a filming error. Like they the, <laughs> they forgot uh, that they were the same person. <laughs> oh my. But yeah, so like in The Shining, when the floor flips directions when he gets up, or. Like sometimes there's a chair in the background and sometimes there's not. Sometimes Galvatron's there when he shouldn't be. You know, it's all it's like a boom mic. Galvatron's <laughs> a boom mic. Or like a plane in the background, a gladiator. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, when the stormtrooper bumps his head in Star Wars. <laughs> uh but yes, getting to the episode at hand. We we open up with the the arc and it is what okay the complaint that i had last episode about the cheesy animation for parts like i don't know why they have this thing with their ships moving in this <laughs> fucked up animation <laughs> the rest of the cgi is good but i don't know why they decided to skip out with this but we we get the arc it, it passing. looks like you mean the, the how the ship looks like it's been clicked and dragged not actually flying yes. through the scene yes yeah and I wouldn't even say clicked and dragged. I would just say that they enlarged the ship <laughs> to make it look like it's traveling. Yeah, I I think that the I, I can I can agree with you that the uh, the ship animation in this uh, I, it doesn't doesn't look the best. Sometimes I'm totally into the bad animation, like it totally works for me. Mm-hmm. But uh, in this case, not not so much. Yeah. In this, in this case, it was kind of jarring because, I mean, the CGI for the space bridge that we have is really nicely rendered. 
and then it's like they copied a 2D ship and just <laughs> did an enlarge on it to make it simulate that it was coming towards the coming towards the camera. But then we get a 3D ship heading towards another space bridge. So I'm like, why did why it just didn't make any sense to me at all? But yes, the 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 ship is is making jumps through space bridges towards Cybertron. They have one left to go, as uh, Prime tells them to prepare for jump again. And we we then cut to it's all I I believe that it's sort of like only a few minutes after the end of the last episode because we have Black Arachnia and Hound dragging Starscream to the jail that the other Decepticons and Predacons so, are in. So that threw me off because I thought that Starscream wasn't going to jail at the end of the last episode. Like it kind of looked like he had redeemed himself and he was just like chilling. I think the reason that they, that they're doing this is because he is like, he, he's going off. Like he, he's saying, no, no, we can't go. We can't go. I, I think because this is their way crazy, of basically sedating him. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because inside, I mean, Inside the jail is actually like a stasis field, so yeah. he shuts up. <laughs> like even yeah, even Black Arachnia says like this is primitive technology for us, but it, at least it will shut them up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When 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 Hound points out that this is amazing technology. So, right, right. I do yeah. like I do like I always like I, I forget if I said this, but I always like in um vague science fictiony worlds when they establish that technology continues to move forward over time, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's, that's where sometimes star Wars does it really right. And sometimes star Wars does it, doesn't do the best job of it. Yeah. Uh, uh, where, you know, if, if you're talking like people can criticize the, the old Republic that took place thousands of years ago and the ships have the exact same technology. Um, or, but, uh, other stuff are nice and are nice and shiny. Yeah. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. The, um, so, well, so my, my sidebar on that is that I actually think that it makes sense for Phantom Menace era ships to be all shiny and clean and everything because you're talking about kind of the, the, the peak of hubris mm-hmm. and the, and you're following like, you know, the, the most ritzy rich people ever. And yeah. then over the course of the prequel trilogy, stuff becomes more uh uh uh, uh for, what's the word like function over form yes. um you know more more uh, over the course of that trilogy and then when you get to the original trilogy everything looks like shit because they're literally just cuz everything is 20 years old you know you've been everything has been horrible for you know for 20 years yeah. Uh, so ev- that's why everything's so broken down and lived in. So that's that's an area where Star Wars does it right. But like, if you're talking about like the, you know, kind of the Knights of the Old Republic era, the idea that basically, you know, cars haven't gotten any any more efficient, you, you know, is yeah. is uh is a little bit takes you out of the experience a little bit. So I like I like having these two different generations of Transformers. And the one generation is like, that iPhone you have is really cool. And she's like, yeah, it's only an iPhone 4. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Like Jordan had said, she she comments about how it's quite primitive. An uh, iStasis 4. Yeah. 
but yes, they they hucked Starscream in. All the others are are in stasis right now. They're all standing around, not moving. But Starscream is screaming, saying that, that we need to be ready. And they they close the field, and then Starscream gasps, and then just shuts up and is just sitting there. And everybody's happy because now he's finally quiet. But then the ship rumbles and they make another jump. We cut back to Optimus and the crew on the bridge as Teletran is counting down. He's like emerging in three, two, one. And then instead of Cybertron, they're back in the dead universe. Yeah. Which was a bit confusing for me. Well, it didn't really get. Ex- well, it sort of kind of was talked about, but. Yeah, the next couple of things are kind of a little confusing, so I kind of just assumed that they were they were taking a bridge to go to Cybertron, and instead they blipped into the dead universe for a moment before they blipped out, which was not part of the plan, because the dead universe messes with everything. Yeah, because Optimus is, is yelling for Teletran, and Teletran says that it's commencing system shutdown, and then all of a sudden we get these this purple cloud particle cloud that's like it's dissolving yeah it's dissolving things and as the ship is about to get swallowed all of a sudden it gets all pixelated and disappears and then we cut to snowy cybertron i mean it has to be because it has to be because there's two moons yeah (laughs) but uh the the ship pops out of a purplish glowing cloud and is crashing into the planet as Optimus, uh, you know, he's like, prepare for, and then he gets cut off because the (laughs) ship crashes. (laughs) Oh, I thought he said brace for. Oh, yes, he did say brace for. But uh, yeah, before he can finish the sentence, the ship just crashes into the ground. The engine shut off and then we get our opening title sequence. Or no, we don't. Not yet. We we get a the scene phase to black, then phase back in. The ship, for the most part, doesn't look bad. It kind of um, just looks like it's a little buried because it crashed into the snow and dug itself yeah, in. Yeah. Um, Wheeljack meant we cut to the Autobots, and Wheeljack is saying that Rhinox initiated the stabilizer just before they materialized, and that's what saved them. So... Once again, the super genius comes through and saves everybody. Yay, Ryan Ox. <laughs> the secret MVP of this series. Yeah, but he didn't get that much time. No. I, no. So this, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, as we go through this, I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk, I'm, I'm gonna talk more than we. I know that we usually give our full opinions at the end, but this episode didn't sit right with me, and I'm not mm-hmm. quite sure why. But I'm kind of thinking that it did. They they covered a lot, like yes. exposition plot wise, and it kind of felt like the way that the rest of the series, the the all three seasons have been, it's kind of been like, you know, we were on Cybertron for the first one, and then we left Cybertron at the end, mm-hmm. and then the second season you had the you had the two arcs of the people left on Cybertron that that kind of came to its natural conclusion and the people going to earth. And then they got to earth at the end. And then this season, it's like the first few episodes were 
the natural arc of 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 the Earth story, although it seemed rushed. Mm-hmm. And then like this episode is like what should have been the next season. Yeah. Um, and it just you know it just starts with and and so there are a lot of things in this episode that if they had happened randomly in the middle, I would be like totally on board because there's like you know I'm usually totally on board for like dead space weirdness or whatever. Um, but this the trip back it just kind of was like I feel like it should have either been more epic like they should have if they were gonna go to dead space they should have spent an episode there or something but like them just popping in and then popping out just seems a little uh yeah a little rushed or something yeah um, agree and, and I couldn't tell yeah I couldn't tell if that was like if they were supposed to go to dead space or not because. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. A lot. Just, yeah. Like I said, just like a lot was, a lot was happening. Yeah. No, the, yeah. The, the, the whole dead space thing was weird. Like they're in there for like 10 seconds. Then all and of usually sudden, dead space. And, and if, and if they'd been in there for 10 minutes, it would have been fine. Yeah. If the whole, if the whole, maybe if the whole encounter had happened, um, you know, in, in dead, if this whole episode had been in dead space and then, you know, doing weird trippy on acid fights against Galvatron and, and Nemesis and then going through the thing and then ending up back at, at Cybertron and, and then everything's all fixed as soon as they get there. Maybe that would have, but I don't And then you could have done more weirdness with the dead people and I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. We, um, we've got Optimus who is sort of, looking out we've got bumblebee who who's talking about how they need to go they need to get the all spark where it needs to be and just as he says that uh the matrix shines a beam of light from optimus's chest again to sort of root off where the all spark needs to go it's like uh it's like in um that one game shadow of the colossus when you like hold your sword up and then it shines in the direction you need to go yeah yeah i know about video games (laughs) We we get um, Optimus orders Bumblebee to lead the Autobots to try and contact the Iacon HQ, and he is going to take the Allspark. Black Arachnia does bring up a good point of, well, what about the prisoners? And Optimus says, well, keep them in stasis until I return, which, you know, does make sense. That way, you know, they don't have to worry about them. They're not hurting anybody, and they should hopefully not get hurt. Um the, the one thing that Optimus does do, though, is uh, he talks about how delivering the Allspark is his responsibility. So he transforms and his, his tires spin a little bit in the snow and uh, then he goes driving off. So. OK, so now that I am back from dealing with the thing that was going on in my house, we're back. And we've got Optimus who is wanting to strike off on his own because of his own guilt, I guess you could say, with regards to everything that has transpired. And now we get our opening credits sequence finally, which is a lot later than normal because we're like three and a half minutes into this episode. But yes, it's interesting so far. We, we cut back to Optimus as he's driving through this gusting blizzard. And as he is approaching what appears to be like some debris. He's got his headlights on. It's 
sort of looking like a blizzard, though I'm going to tell you right now, normally when you're driving in a blizzard, it looks more like you're going light speed. Not quite like this, especially with your high beams on. So just a point of order for you're anybody doing You're one of those jerks CGI. that use high beams. <laughs> Jerk. Well, my car has auto high beams now. Oh, those are the worst. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> like a couple Christmases ago, we were driving to my, my uh, in-law's house uh, Christmas Eve night because I worked until whatever time. And uh, it was like. She's her parents live kind of in the country and, uh, you know, it's dark and I'm not used to driving on these country roads and all these people kept tailgating me. And I'm like, they're like tailgating me and they got their high beams on and it's, I can't see a thing. And I'm Ugh. like, that must be like a semi truck. And then I, they're like, and then finally the, you know, it's the, the dotted yellow line and they pass me and it's like a Prius. <laughs> and I'm like embarrassed. See, I don't I don't do that when I'm coming up on somebody. I keep the like the nice thing with my car now is that with the auto function, it'll automatically go to low beam if it calculates that it's close enough that it can affect somebody or if a car is coming towards me because it's got aren't like you, a little it's got aren't a little you not camera. supposed to use your high beams in snow anyway because it reflects off the snow and blinds you. I mean, depending on how heavy the snow is, yes. Oh, but no. I I guess you're the you're the pro. Well, I mean, I've 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 done my fair share of winter driving. We'll we'll put it that way. So sometimes high beams are fun to drive in in the winter. It's like Chewy hit the gun it gun it Chewy hit the hyperdrive. <laughs> if you say so, if you say so. <laughs> I'll have to, I'll share a picture with you someday of it, just so you know. There I mean, I've also I know what you're it. referring to. I've I've also. I've also driven in in very disgusting snow weather. I would not describe it as driving through hyperdrive, though. Oh, my. But, yes, getting back to the episode at hand, uh, Optimus is able to make out a figure that jumps out in front of his lights, and it turns out to be Bumblebee, who he had just earlier ordered to go to Iacon. So Optimus is kind of pissed that his orders are being disregarded. But Bumblebee is like, those are scrap orders, Prime. You're not my dad. Which is kind of funny. Well, I mean, yeah, but he actually gives a good reason. Yeah. yeah. He like, talks about how the, the Alpha Trion protocols had, had charged him with, with helping Optimus to bring balance. And he says that Optimus is not balanced right now by driving off into the night alone with the Allspark because of his guilt or ego. Which... This is another moment that like didn't quite sit well with me. I was like, what are the what are the Alpha Trion protocols? Like I know that it was a, I know that it was a thing earlier, but like suddenly like, oh, we're supposed to just all remember this from this show from it was definitely not even this season, right? Yeah. No, it was no, first it was, season. It was first season. Yeah. Yeah, like like and that's the first time they've met you know, this is the first time they've ever mentioned it. I was just like it was very like trying to, you know, trying to call back to everything, you know, season finale e thing. Yeah. And it was like, he's just, there's nobody on this planet anyway. Like he's just drive. Why don't you just let him drive? <laughs> like I, I, I don't know, cause he wasn't. I mean, unless I, I, I was also I was very tired when I watched this episode. So <laughs> it's not like he rescued. Like like if it was better storytelling. Optimus would like get in a crash or get ambushed by 
street thugs or something and he would come rescue him and then he'd be like i thought i told you da, 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 da. but he just kind of is there yeah it's like why 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 are you why how are you demonstrating to me that your your alpha trion protocol stuff has has given you has granted you wisdom here when it's like you're just i mean i think maybe something happens later but yeah. uh, it, it doesn't harken back to Alpha Trion at all, but uh, but B does talk about you know Optimus is needing to to let him do his job and help Optimus carry the weight. Mm-hmm. So we and Optimus is like, well, I I couldn't say it in front of the others, but all of this is he's like the home that we knew is gone and that it's all my fault. And then the the Matrix shines the light again. In the direction he's supposed to go. And as they're looking off in the distance with this glowing beam of light shining, B is like, I don't give a damn whose fault it is, but your soldiers, your friends, they, they don't care about that anymore. All we want to do is to help you fix it. And Optimus is speechless for a moment. He asks for forgiveness, and B is like, there's nothing to, and the, but then he sees something out in the distance as the little laser pointer is shining off into the snow. And Prime asked him what it is. He's like, we we should go. And Optimus is looking out into the snowy terrain. And then all of a sudden we cut to a, a hand in the snow. And this is the part where I'm going to bring up something that was brought up online. Ooh. This is the one thing that I saw online. And I'm going to ask for your opinion, for both of your opinion on it. Was this a... Was this a fridging of Alita 1? No, because it doesn't drive Prime to do anything. Okay. It happened without him. <laughs> there's no point to it. Yeah, yeah. A, a, a fridge moment is when, when the character is... is it's, the only reason they are, they are killed is to motivate the other, the other character. And Prime's already motivated at this point. Yeah. Okay. So it's well, technically I mean, not I mean, it's fridge-like. Fridge. I, yeah. It's cold. Yeah. And snowy and <laughs> damn. Yeah, sorry. Jordan, how but... <laughs> many years have we been doing this? I think that is the sickest burn that I have heard you do. <laughs> oh, but, uh, it's rich, like it's, it's, like it's and cold snow. and snowy. It's like mm. I mean, honestly, well, so first if you had I mean I would also say that I mean, and the term fridging is obviously it's 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 one of those things that can be that can be applied in various in various yeah, ways. You yeah. know, specifically the reason that it's called fridging is because it was because Kyle Rayner's girlfriend was chopped up into pieces and shoved into a fridge in the nineties in order to to motivate him. Um and that's and and part of the issue with that was the violent the violent yes. and gruesome nature nature of it. Yes. Um, I do think that them killing Alita one was bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, because if we, if we're so the way that season two ended with, uh, with, first of all, she was in like the center of the explosion. Her mm-hmm. body should not be completely like, completely intact like if this is an explosion that destroyed all life on the on the whole planet 
and she was at the heart of it, she should be incinerated. Yeah. Uh, first of all, and and second of all, like they, if you if you think of it, like now the now the Autobots are like the bad guys because that was like an Autobot bomb, right? Yes. It was. I mean, yes, it was to stop uh uh Shockwave from draining the energy out of everybody. But instead of draining the energy out of everybody slowly, she just quickly exploded all of them. Well, the yeah. so it's it sort of talked about later as it, it's alluded as to why the planet is snowy and everything later on. I don't think that the explosion destroyed the entire planet, but I think for sure, like the general area that it occurred in, and maybe even a big chunk, if not the entirety of the city that they were in. But I don't necessarily think it was the entire planet that was caught up in the explosion. But I completely agree with you that, like, you shouldn't be seeing her body. Like, it should have yeah. been... It, at the very least, she should be in pieces. And it's and, and see looking that, completely whole. So And that it basically raises some, some kind of idea or questions that there was stuff that happened after that, after the explosion. Like, the explosion... It, isn't what uh, caused this devastate. What I mean at the point, that's all we have go from there. And then we're he- from the explosion. Then we're here. Yeah. But things like that with Alita in all intact uh, in a spot where like, there's no other people around also, mm-hmm. by the way, it yeah. kind of just lives with that. Okay. Maybe she did survive or something else happened. And it was, and that, and she only like finally like met her end here after the, after the fact. Yeah. Yeah, that that yeah. which which I said which like I said it it just kind of brings up a sticking point. It's like, well, why didn't we get to see that? Right. Exactly. I think that yeah, I think that the problem is that there's other stuff in this episode that doesn't sit right with me, mm-hmm. and so that makes me not want to give the writers credit, even that yeah. much credit. Yeah. Um. Back to the the like frid- fridging uh discussion. I think. There's two things about there's two things about it that you have to be um, like and and I mean again sometimes sometimes some people would say that literally any time a character's girlfriend dies in order to to motivate them uh, you know, you know for any kind of uh, character development or motiv- motivation that's that's fridging that's a trope that's bad um, or or that you could extend that to a kid or a pet or a or an elderly family member, you know, fa- a father or an a, an uncle, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you could argue that because because you know we were all okay with Uncle Ben getting killed by the robber, but if by the burglar, but you know, so what's the di- you know so what's the difference? And a big part of of the issue with Kyle Rayner's girlfriend, and I really wish that I remembered what her name was because that tell is telling. Mm-hmm. Um, the big a big part of the issue with that is that her character had a lot of potential yeah um to uh and she would be more interesting alive than dead and that's yes. you know it's it's and alita a hundred percent like it seems like there should have been something else like she should have been the one to survive she should have been the one survivor uh she should have or or like i i just i thought that the that the AllSpark was going to be a weird deus ex machina that brought everybody back to life or something. Mm-hmm. Like, 
like to have her just be dead is is like is di- is disappointing. Yes. A little agreed. Yeah. Especially after how strong of a character we saw develop over the course of the first season into the second season. Right, right. And it just seems so arbitrary for her to just get blown up by just cuz cuz they were going to cuz if we can't stop him we all have to blow up. Mm-hmm. Like it I don't know. It it, it makes that because it doesn't even feel like she sacrificed herself. Exactly. Like they were all trying to race to avoid the explosion while she was, you know, trying to, you know, beat up Shockwave or destroy Shockwave. And it just over the course of it, she didn't even realize, I don't think. And her and Shockwave both like that, that fi- that final fight was very, you know, was really cool. Like that's I I got my Shockwave figure and my Alita one figure posed on my shelf or on my dresser like fighting each other because i liked that i liked that uh that rivalry and that you know because they're both sort of the the second in commands that are left on yeah like it was, it was an epic fight uh i i just think that you know having everybody blow up is just such a like sort of I, a cop I don't know out. Yeah, does it feel a, sort of like a cop out, out? It's, yeah it's a or it's, it's just i don't know like it just doesn't feel like it seems like in in like any if this was an episode of Batman 66 you would see the explosion and then the next week's episode you would see both of them jump behind a chair and both of them or both of them jump behind a table and both of them survived like yeah. like there's there's so many ways you could have you could have made the made the character survive built off of what you had before um just just randomly having her dead and then having him find and then and then yeah having him find her body is i mean it's it's something yeah i i guess i like i kind of wish that it was the thing that pushed him over the edge or something you know that i felt like that i felt like it added to his motivation but it just was this i mean i guess it was kind of graphic like you know seeing her seeing her dead body close up on the hand like you keep thinking that the hand is gonna turn into a fist or move or or clasp his yeah Yeah. or that he would reach out and touch it which he doesn't which i was really really surprised about and he's got the freaking all spark he should be able to bring her back to life with the all spark because he's got all the sparks he can re-spark her spark or whatever like that you know yeah that should be even if he can't do it to like everybody uh, because the you you know make a make a be like we can't do that to all the people that died like this because the all spark is gonna die but we were able to bring her back or something like, <sighs> or you know what would have been compelling is if he tried to use it and we have her spark tell him no mm. yeah you know just like sort of like if you use this she's like. You you've done all this to try and and restore the planet. If you do this now, you are sacrificing everything that you have done up to this point. And mm-hmm. and then this would have been the perfect opportunity that you could have brought Nemesis in. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. That's a. Although, yeah, you'd have to be careful if you did it that way because it could also be bad. But um. Yeah. You know, because there's there's also the the yeah. But uh, but yeah, you could have done. I just I feel like there was just there was something 
like a lot of the stuff in this episode, there was just like something. It was like why why was that there and what was the point? Mm-hmm. Well, to to sort of go even a step further with with the idea that I had, she could have said, "Look, you can't blame yourself. I made this decision to stay." And you know, yes, I could have gone with you, and I'd still, you know, maybe I could have died while you were off doing that. But if you bring me back and use the last bit of the AllSpark now to bring me back, A, you're not going to be able to bring anybody else back, and B, you're not mm-hmm. certainly not going to be able to bring the planet back. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah you could have, yeah, just given him a better moment. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I don't know, it's just... It could have been that last, that last difficult, like he was faced with the difficult decision at the start of the series to send it off the planet. Mm-hmm. And this could have been that last hard decision that he had to make to, to, to finally get to the point that he's been working towards since he sent it off the planet. And this is that last hurdle and it's going to be his hardest decision to make because it's her. And you know that there are those feelings, though they haven't really been ex- like they've been expressed, but not in a very not in an extremely direct sense. But you know that there has been something underlying there that's been hinted at. So it makes it that much harder for him because it is so personal now and just giving him that last bit of conflict. But that reassurance from her that, yes, mm. I you asked me to have faith in you before. I have mm-hmm. faith in you now. Don't don't stop now that you have my faith. Like let mm-hmm. my faith power you the rest of the way. So, but you're not power enough to stop people from dying. Anakin. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, this 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 was the the only real thing that i heard through the entire series was was this and it being this scene being referred to as a fridging and i i couldn't talk about it the entire season until we got (laughs) to this point but yeah it's i mean it's not it's not great i guess regardless yeah yeah it's 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 not it's not the best it's not the best decision and it, it does kind of now that i've talked through it i mean yeah yeah it's as it's as friggy like, as the next thing, you know. Yeah, it's it's. I'd say it's it's worse than uh, in the first season when they killed off the uh, who they kill off. In oh, the first Chromia. Season? Yeah. 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 If they killed her off, I thought I saw her later, but uh, yeah, it, it's definitely worse than that. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, we've. We've been talking about this for a while. (laughs) I guess at least it stimulated some discussion. That's true. (laughs) But yes, we, so Optimus is, is very, you know, he's, I can't even say, I want to say that this is probably the most emotive that we can see a face that has a face plate over top of it. Um, His eyes are definitely expressive uh, in this scene. And it's one of the only things that really can be. Uh, So I, thought that they did a good job with that and the voice acting in at this part at least for optimus is pretty good because he's talking about how he provoked their enemies and how he caused all of this and we get bumblebee who you know optimus is kneeling down in front of her body b comes up beside him and and, you know puts his hand on his shoulder and says that he's sorry 
but that they need to go and that time is running out and that the allspark needs to be returned or there and then optimus says elita's sacrifice will mean nothing and we we cut to we cut to her hand sort of frozen hanging limply as we've got optimus's face in the background sort of looking down and then looking up at it and then the wind increases as he starts to to stand so yeah that that was yeah that that was one of the the more difficult scenes to not from a not from like a like oh this is grotesque or you know obscene or anything along those lines but it it's it's just so fresh it, it, it was just so frustrating because of all the growth that we had seen with the character from the beginning and then seeing that it's yeah but but yeah we we cut back to the to the ship the arc and we see the stasis uh field as for some reason megatron's body levitates the field opens and the body comes out and then it is just sort of casually dropped on the floor as the field <laughs> closes and then he's back up and he's like what ah. <laughs> he's sort of looking around he's like what is this place who dares and then we hear galvatron telling him to you know that the stasis field can be disorienting but uh as galvatron comes out of the shadows he's like we can't have you tired out before the big finale and uh we get a bit of a a talk between the two of them as or at least we will we we cut back to optimus now as he's leading bumblebee to the Temple of the Allspark. This is the first time that we see it. Uh, apparently, it moves all over the place like the Allspark did, but uh, it only becomes uh, visible and findable when it wants to be found. And I don't know it, why, but again, again, maybe I'm just in a bad mood tonight. But like, I was like, that's dumb. Yeah. I mean, I understand. It's totally. It's totally. The kind of thing that Transformers lore would do that would sometimes work for me. And I just, I feel like it would work if, um, well, because this, again, because this is the last episode, I feel like that's something they should have talked about in a previous episode. Yeah. Uh, and like, it was just needless extra exposition, Mm -hmm. um, in, in this. And I was just, I was just like, what, what? And it was like it looked it was like, it was like a spiral to the top of it was like the the mountain in Skyrim. Yeah. Um, yeah. Was, I don't know. Maybe I'm just grumpy. Well, this is well, re- return I mean, to grumpy Kendall this episode. <laughs> <laughs> um there is one thing with the course of the discussion because it leads off with Bumblebee saying, "Well, this isn't supposed to be here." And then Optimus <laughs> talks about the temple and everything and B's like, "Well, no." He, he's like He's like, right. He's like, but I was talking about the crater that's in front of us that's blocking our path to the temple. He's like, this got done recently very fast. And he's like, uh, other than you, who has that kind of power? And Optimus is like, other than me, hmm. He's like, no one, which means. And then we get the reveal of his future self, Nemesis Prime, out of the the snowy clouds approaching them foreshadowing so, folks. Okay. And then nemesis, like they keep, they kept talking about nemesis throughout yes. the stuff, but I, I mean, and I, I guess it is a cool reveal and that's for whatever reason you, you repaint 
you repaint one of the characters whose designs I'm like so so on, and then it makes him look awesome, and he does look awesome. Like mm-hmm. I, you know, I I'm not not super. I don't. I neither love nor hate the this uh, design of Optimus Prime, but uh, but that Nemesis Prime really works for me. But like I just like you just write red in black because that's what yeah. I was gonna say that was, was yeah. That's what Sound Blast was too. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess I also like I also like Galvatron's design a lot though. So mm-hmm. oh. um, I like Galvatron a lot, and I uh, and Megatron is just like kind of just so so. But um. But like when he says that, I feel like you, you know how in Star Wars Episode One when they're like, they've cut off all our communication. It, it can only mean one thing: invasion. It's like no, actually, it could probably mean a lot of things. Yeah. And like they've got, they've just traveled across the universe, seen seen all these untold celestial beings. There's there was freaking Omega Supreme. I even called him by the right name. Uh, you, you know, I'm pretty sure Omega Supreme is more powerful than Optimus Prime, you, you know, and or there's a bunch of there. other people like him, right? There were supposed yeah. to be. Or, yeah, like, but at the same time, I don't think they would randomly go shooting uh, trenches in front of the uh, the AllSpark temple, whatever. Maybe there, maybe, maybe Omega <laughs> Supreme in the future turns evil. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess, I guess, like, I guess Optimus... What is what it seems like here is that Optimus knows that Nemesis Prime is his future self. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel like we have like we know that Galvatron is Megatron's future self. And maybe I just put the put the pieces together because I've seen a thing with Galvatron in it and he's Meg- and he's Megatron and I haven't seen a thing with Nemesis Prime in it. But mm-hmm. like I it I mean it didn't occur to me that Nemesis Prime was Optimus's future self, and I based on the based on the foreshadowing that I had seen up to this point, I I kind of was like, that seems like a weird conclusion to jump to. I mean, is was am I off base here? No, because other other instances of Nemesis Prime uh, have been either like a mirror universe universe version where the Autobots and Decepticons are inverted, or Nemesis is like a clone of Optimus that that's made by the Decepticons or or something along those yeah, lines. I almost think that in one of the Michael Bay movies, Nemesis Prime is a thing, and it's just it's just oh, crazy Optimus. Yeah, it's like crazy yeah. Optimus. It's the when, the last when, night. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, the one that yeah the one that we didn't finish watching. No, I didn't watch a movie last night. <laughs> yes. But uh. <laughs> I, I don't know. I just, I felt like, I mean, and I mean, like last, last episode, I was like, no, the big thing that looks like Unicron is obviously Nemesis. And of course I was wrong, but like, that's where the, that's where the, the foreshadowing of the, sh- that's where the storytelling took me. And I, I just, I don't know if I'm just, you know, like I said, I was tired during this episode, but I was like, it seems like a bit of a leap of logic, but I guess it makes, I mean, I guess it makes sense. Cause because Primal called like him Nemesis Primal, when he yeah, first met Primal him. Yeah, because Primal does refer refer to him as Nemesis. Like, like it was foreshadowed a little bit, both at the start of this season and also that that vision that we got last season as well. But it was never named last season. All we saw was was you know the the actual character. 
we didn't get a name. Oh, we did see the character last season. Okay, that yeah. helped. Yeah, it was it was when Optimus has those visions in the dead universe that Skylinks is is guiding him through, and one of them is Nemesis on like this snowy hill in a blizzard. It's very it's sort of similar to this, not quite the same terrain, but it's similar. So, but yeah. Okay. Okay. I that, that makes. I mean, I'll I'll, I'll if if uh, I guess if if I'd have realized that. I didn't realize that I, that didn't occur to me. So I guess if, if uh, it's just one of, it was probably my, my mistake, then it wasn't necessarily, I mean, it's, it is necessarily a storytelling issue, but it's the kind of storytelling issue that uh, can be forgiven because like, that's the thing with these needlessly complicated transformers, anime type things. Mm-hmm. Like that's okay. Okay. I, I retract <laughs> my statement. He can conclude that, Apparently the uh, it's just when he says there's nothing like what else what is powerful enough to do that nothing not that giant scorpionock thing that we ran into and that on that random planet not yeah not Omega Supreme not the space not I mean our spaceship we just learned last week was a transformer yeah like uh we just we've time travel it's not one of the None of the I know the exact specs of all of the future Transformers that we've been hanging out with. Obviously, like, he had all the boxes and was able to see their stats. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's just like, cause like, yeah. How does he know what Beast Megatron is capable of? True. And he's not. It can't be. He's not that much stronger than everybody else. Yeah. It's. Yeah. It. it you I don't, don't know, really get a sense of power scale with Optimus. I mean, really. I, I do think. I mean, I do think that they've they've established that he's pretty strong. And I guess like if he's mainly the main strong one, and then Megatron is the is like kind of more or less his equal, and uh, uh, freaking uh, the guy that the the one guy that I don't remember that I was the oh, crap Ultra Magnus. <laughs> Ultra Magnus is dead. He was also probably like on their power level, so maybe there's like a handful of people that are on their power level, and he's he's the only one that would realistically be around. I, I get, I guess it just I don't know the way he says the line made me be like that seems like an unreasonable thing. I'm repeating myself. I apologize. Keep going. <laughs> but yes, we we cut back to to Megatron and Galvatron. As uh, Megatron's like, so it is true. You, you are me. And Galvatron's like, yes, but that was long time ago. And he's the property of a, a powerful being, uh, older than recorded history, a devourer of worlds who sees his every move. And then Megatron says, Unicron. And uh, apparently, if Galvatron so much as looks at the Allspark. Uh, his torture will be swift and brutal. <laughs> so I, I actually kind of like, I like Galvatron teaming up with Megatron here. And again, this is why I wish it would have been like a whole season. Cause this season has been, so Megatron is teaming up with his descendant. Who's also named Megatron. They're using the golden disc that has information that, Megatron recorded in the future about himself 
and then also there's like a that was given to them by his future future self. His future future self, Gal- Galvatron. Yeah, who had a had a yeah after a after a name change. Like it's a uh, I re- I really like I really it, it it sort of speaks to how this show plays around with uh with the generations of of Transformers. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's it started out as like fundamentally like G1 and then they introduced concepts that were like kind of later still technically G1, but I don't know where the cutoff is for that. But like, you know, kind of later concepts in that and then and then also incorporating Beast Wars uh, just just as it does such a, a cool job of, you know, this is this is for this is for everybody as long as you're at least as old as me. Yeah, yeah, because it incorporates a lot with. I mean, Galvatron is is part of pretty much season two through four. Okay. Of G one, uh, and after after season four, there's pretty much nothing. There there was like the Generation two stuff, but that wasn't really that wasn't really a series. Um, but yeah, after G one, we didn't really get anything until Beast Wars. So yeah, the, so we get Megatron, Galvatron than Beast Megatron, because after that, there really wasn't much of anything, really. Yeah. And then they've just been re, they've just been rehashing, you know, re, rejiggering, uh, yeah, uh, stuff since then. Um, yeah. although, although I think that I, I, and I mean, maybe, maybe I'm, I'm mistaken on this, but is, is Bumblebee being the second in command? Is that a more modern concept? Like maybe yes. from the, from the Michael Bay movies on because he was a major character there. Yeah. Yeah. Bumblebee was never really a big second in command character prior to the Michael Bay films. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, hot rods, not even hot rods, not even in this. Yeah. But, uh, and that was something that I brought up. I think I brought it up with you, Jordan, didn't I? That at least I want to say, I think I did. We, so the kingdom, like we've got a kingdom toy for Rodimus Prime. Oh yeah. Who doesn't show up in the series? Yeah, uh, and I said he maybe was flashed in one of those. Yeah, maybe things, and they're just and they're just using that as an excuse to pull, you know, the pull the pull that as a uh, extra toy to use. Yeah. Because. Yeah, uh, Rodimus doesn't show up any anywhere else, or possibly anywhere else. Yeah, yeah, because normally, because what, because, so Kendall, with Siege, we had the big, we had Omega Supreme and Jetfire. Mm-hmm. Um, Kingdom, we had Skylynx and Scorponok. And then for Kingdom, we had Rodimus and the Ark. But out of those six characters, only five of them actually show up in the series. Mm. So interesting. You know, this just occurred to me when you walk through when you talk about when you talked about Jetfire and and uh, Ultra Magnus. That's what you said for Siege, right? Oh, uh, Omega Supreme. Omega Supreme. Yeah. Okay. Well, I thought you said Ultra Magnus, ah. um, <laughs> and that makes and that it makes my point better. So in um, I feel like in the first two seasons. You had some really good character work in this mm-hmm. show. Yep. Um, 
in you know, I mean, we had Alita, you know, Alita going through both seasons, but uh, I mean, just just like I don't think I don't think any of the characters in 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 this third season, you know, had had an arc like uh, like Jetfire no. or like uh, or even even like Barricade. Barricade is the purple one, right? Yep. No, Barricade's the cop car. Yeah. Okay. Oh, you're thinking uh, of um, uh, Impactor. Yes. Yeah, Impactor. Okay. Yeah, like like you know, Impactor. He had re- the you know the interesting stuff, uh, and then um, in the second season, uh, Scrapface. Yeah. Uh, like I I feel like there was there was a a little bit more, and I mean maybe it's just because they had to introduce so much in this season. I feel like this season was very. We have to introduce all the Beast Wars characters. And we have to wrap everything up, all the crazy over the top stuff. So we spent so much time with Megatron, which wasn't bad. But yeah, like the and I mean and I mean the characterization we got of the Beast Wars characters was 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 good. Mm-hmm. Um but I don't you know and I mean I guess we had kinda had Dinobot switch sides, but I don't know, it, it didn't ring as it didn't ring his even his stuff didn't ring as as true as as like as like Jetfire. Yeah. Um, and uh, I don't know. I don't know. Just some of it now that it, now that I've seen the whole thing, I can see why, Greg, why you were not as excited when we started. And I'm glad that I watched it one week at a time, because now I'll only be I'll only be disappointed in the end as opposed to the whole ser- the series well- as a whole. <laughs> And to be completely honest, kind of when when you were talking about how you were enjoying the episodes like up to this point, as we were getting closer to this episode, I'm like, man, he's gonna be very disappointed in this last episode. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's really hard to stick the ending on something like this because they did have to. I mean, yeah, I mean, it needed 24 episodes, and they had 18 episodes. Yeah, you, you know, mm. they could they have introduced the Beast Wars characters in season two. And then had, you know, less stuff there. But then there would have been another part of the story that would have been rushed. You know, it's it's uh, you know, it, it is it is what it is. It's still a thousand times better than it had any right to be. Or at the very least, if we had got like, you know, what I would have been happy with with each episode was like, what, 23 to 26 minutes long. Uh-huh. Um, the final episode of each season. Why wasn't it longer? Like, why didn't you have like a double or triple episode right, for the final right. episode of each yeah, season. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. Yeah, I mean, the first the first season felt like, the whole thing just felt like a movie, so... Yeah. Uh, I mean, it did feel... It, once I actually watched them episode by episode, they were separate, but... Um, like, this season feel, felt very episodic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I agree. Essentially, why every... Have, se- yeah, why not, why, not take, why not take your time to have a little bit more? But, I mean, they may have been running out of budget, because they had crappy animation true. in the last two episodes. That's so true. Yeah. Maybe they were just. I mean, you know, there's just like I said, this is a toy commercial. Yeah. Like this is a this is a really good toy commercial. <laughs> <laughs> it was very effective. All right. All right, back to wherever. Back to yes. back to regularly scheduled <laughs> yeah. program. We, we, so what, got, what happened? Uh... Opening credits. <laughs> um. But yes, uh, Galvatron is essentially trying to convince Megatron that that he needs the offspark so that they can destroy Unicron and that way Megatron will never become Galvatron and that Galvatron will be free. 
But Megatron has to do it because if Galvatron tries to, then Unicron's going to see it and he's going to pull him back like he did last season. So then, of course, he alludes to his associate is waiting for them where the Allspark is. So as we cut back to, to Nemesis, who's glaring at Optimus and Bumblebee, uh, Optimus is talking about how Nemesis Prime is the monster I am destined to, to one day become. Um, he's like, he, you could never become that. And Prime's like, and yet there I am. Um, and MB is like, well, how did he even get here? And, and why now? <laughs> and, and Prime says that the past and future are converging at this moment as, as we see Nemesis who's sort of pacing back and forth on the other side of this gorge. Um, and it's all because of his foolish actions and that Nemesis wants the Allspark. And uh, MB's like, and if he's you, then we both know. And Prime's like, he's not going to give up until he has it. And just as he says it, we get a big gust of wind that blows some snow as Nemesis looks on and then realizes, wait a minute, Bumblebee has disappeared. Where'd the small one go? And he's he jumps up and can sort of fly. I thought he was sliding along the wall. Oh, he's just like up in the air and oh. he's like scanning oh. around. We we get like a first person view is like there's this sensor that's looking around and it sees that Bumblebee is, is climbing down into the into this ravine, gorge, what have you. And we get uh, Nemesis. Uh, this little thing was kind of cool because like the exhaust pipes uh, like turn down and they become sort of like these energy machine guns that start shooting at Bumblebee. So- but then. Oh, go so ahead. Let Cameron. me para- let me paraphrase here. So Bumblebee, so Bumblebee says, "Well, how how did how did he get here?" And uh, and uh, Optimus says, "It could mean that the point in time inherently contains some sort of cosmic significance, almost as if it were a temporal junction point for the entire space time continuum. On the other hand, it could just be an amazing coincidence." <laughs> what is that from? It's for Back to the Future Part Two. Ah. <laughs> I knew I recognized that. It's yeah. been years since I saw that. I had to that. look up the quote. I had to look up the quote. That's why I couldn't get you just hit the time timing right on. Uh but yes, we we get uh Nemesis who flies down towards Optimus and then we cut back to to Primal and Prowl as they enter into the, the makeshift jail for the Decepticons. Uh Prowl is talking about how there was a a slight energy fluctuation that, but he registered it on the sensors. And as Prowl's looking at his like iPad, I guess you could say, or whatever primal goes to the, yeah. um, Primal goes to the, the force field and, and then looks over to Prowl and is like, where is Megatron? And Prowl's like, uh, and then there's a rumble as Prowl gasps. And then we cut outside and all the Maximals and, the Autobots are fighting both Galvatron and Megatron. Uh, the Autobots are sort of getting overwhelmed a little bit because the two Megatrons have some firepower. But we then get uh, Primal and Prowl, who sort of flank a bit as they're on like the, the exit ramp for the ship. Um, one little thing that was a little weird here is Primal's using one of the guns that we... Like it's the it's the one of the guns modeled after Rat Trap's gun from the original Beast Wars. Why isn't he just using the guns that he's got in his forearms? I don't know. 
They forgot the, that was in the toy. Maybe. I mean, it is on the toy, so. But. I mean, he didn't. Did he use it in previous episodes? No, he's only really used his swords. Yeah, so maybe they just forgot that that was in the toy. I guess. <laughs> but we uh, we got Cheetor who who lunges onto the Galvatron in his cheetah form, and Tigertron is in his tiger form on Megatron and gets flung up into the air. And Megatron's about to pick him off when Air Razor scoots Tigertron out of the air. Um, I love the scene of just like a little as they fly off into the distance. So you just have this hawk carrying a tiger like. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's, like you don't I see know, that every I know, day. I know. I know it's not. But it almost looks like she has him by the scruff of the neck. So it's like, a, yeah. you know, like when you pick it's up almost a kid like bad kitty. <laughs> but uh, the the two of them are, are realizing they're getting a little. You know they're they're wasting their time, so they go running off as as the Autobots like try and, and blast them, but doesn't seem to do any good. Um, Prime talks about or Primal rather talks about if Galvatron's here, then he's not alone, and which means we're going to need a lot more fire firepower. And Primal has a terrible idea. We then cut back to Bumblebee as he's climbing down, and we we've got Nemesis and Optimus duking it out. Nemesis. Leaps up into the air and his fist starts to glow. And as he comes down, Optimus rolls out of the way and Nemesis's punch sort of like craters the ground on impact a little bit. So I guess this is sort of kind of that power that they were alluding to earlier. But mm. we've never seen Optimus do this sort of thing. Nope. They they go a bit back and forth like Nemesis is telling is is you know, yelling at Optimus to, to give him the all spark and prime is like, I don't have it. <laughs> and then he gets kicked, which, you know, you would think nemesis would realize that. Oh, wait, if he doesn't have it, probably the one that was climbing into the ravine probably had it, but, <laughs> but yeah. well, they, he's, th- he's maybe he's, he's th- thinking that, uh, this is like a previous timeline kind of thing where he would not like, he understands that he can be, stubborn and focused and went mm-hmm. and he came here by like in a previous timeline maybe he ca- did come by here by himself yeah. and he just can't can't imagine that optimus prime would deign you know with the owls give the all spark to someone else to take it into the temple yeah you wouldn't give the trigger to a regular citizen mm-hmm. yeah and nemesis right. tells him that he can't lie to him um is the the two of them keep fighting um Optimus asks Nemesis if if Megatron did that to him, and Nemesis says that Megatron was weak, like you, and he died only to be reborn, like me, of Unicron. To which Prime is like, that's just a myth. And I'm thinking to myself, dude, you've got the fucking Allspark that you thought was a myth. (laughs) At this point, you're really going to start questioning this sort of shit? Like, really? But Yeah. Yeah. And Nemesis is like, that's what he wants you to think, fool. Yeah, the devil, greatest trick the devil pulled was proving that, it, or making people think he didn't exist. Yeah. Is that, yeah. But yeah, so we we cut to uh, to B, who finally reaches the bottom of this gorge, uh, and we've got a, a door that appears to be underneath this temple, and B takes out the Allspark and 
he he tells the Allspark to stay with him as he runs towards the door. We we cut back to Optimus and Nemesis as they're continuing to duke it out. Optimus, you know, has him pretty much point blank, dead to rights. He's about to shoot him, only to get shot himself as Nemesis rolls rolls out of the way. And sure enough, Nemesis. Is, gosh, it's hard to say Nemesis is <laughs> Nemesis. Yes, Nemesis. Uh, buddy Galvatron shows up with Megatron, and uh, so Optimus is it's one against three. <laughs> I will admit this was kind of funny because Optimus says new friends Megatron, and Galvatron says it's Galvatron now, and Optimus is like I wasn't talking to you. <laughs> yeah, that's a good line. Yeah, um, but but Galvatron says in fact you were. And he's like, time and tide have changed us both, old friend. So yeah, I thought that was that 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 line was was funny. Not enough to redeem this episode, but it was funny. So yeah, uh, I mean, they had, just just seeing Galvatron and like Gal- Galvatron and uh, and uh, and Nemesis Prime, like I would have liked their their com- their compelling you know their compelling characters. I would have liked because this is like the first time. I mean, we've there's been like a bunch of weirdness with Galvatron, but like this is the first time that I feel like we've seen Galvatron just like you know just being a character. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, like he was uh, always before he was like like I wasn't even sure if he was real or if he was supposed or if he was sent by Unicron as a messenger or if he was or if he was if if he was a vision from the Golden Disc or what you know. So like now we now he's definitely you know. He's just being himself. Mm-hmm. And I would have liked to spend more time with him and more time with Nemesis Prime beyond this this episode because they, you know, they look cool. Yeah. So the the three of them are are talking about how they, they were waiting. He he says, how do you think you got here? He's like, you were in the dead universe. How do you think you got here? We were waiting for you. We brought you here. We dragged you from the dead universe where you and the Allspark were supposed to perish, but we brought you here. And Optimus was like, do you, do you want thanks? And Galvatron's like, no, I want reparations. But uh, he goes on to say that they've come from a future where the Allspark no longer exists and that they're the result of Optimus ripping it from Cybertron. So, so yeah, the, this is supposed to sort of be like, well, this is where your mission failed. So we've come back to get the Allspark to bring it back to our timeline and our future to destroy Galvatron, which Unicron. in yeah or Unicron rather, which in turn will doom you now, which will mean history will repeat itself, but ultimately we will defeat Unicron in our universe. Yeah, I'm not too sure what their plan was. I mean, even. But I, it's kind of like I think they're kind of out of time, like uh, the Beast Wars characters, and they just really just want to kill the Unicron because yeah. he can still see them no matter where they are. But the thing is, they never say how the Allspark is supposed to destroy Unicron because, as it, as we know from the '86 movie, it's the Matrix that destroys Unicron, or at least yeah. that form of Unicron. So I I'm not sure. It it's been in. In the series, they've implied that he's he's scared of the Allspark for some reason, though. Yeah. And if it wasn't for the fact that the Allspark was gone, he wouldn't have shown up on around Cybertron anyways. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, uh, there's something to it in this this continuity. 
And speaking of, I, I do like how Prime tries to reason with him. He's like, if we, you know, if I put the Elspark, I'll save there, and you know, maybe in those, those things won't happen in your timeline, or won't happen in in this timeline. And they're like, yeah, you'll fix your timeline, but not ours. Yeah, <laughs> it's Dragon yeah. Ball Z time. Dragon Ball Z rules. Yeah, apparently. Um, but then Primal shows up and talks about how it's true that on their Cybertron that they lived under the constant threat of Unicron and his lackeys Galvatron and Nemesis Prime, um, but that they're not going back to this that world. This is their home now, and they're ready to defend it. And he says, all of us. And so all of the Autobots and Maximals and the Decepticons and Predacons show up, or at least what's left of them all. So... <laughs> And we get Starscream, who says that he was trying to tell Megatron that they have to take a stand, and that uh, if they if they take the Allspark, then those that are left on it will surely die. Yeah, and even his words on the disc, if he t- could have the chance again to work to work with uh, Prime. Yes. Yeah, side with your enemy and fight for something better, uh, or you know, join up with your new friends, pretty much. Uh, Galvatron tells him tells Megatron to choose. No, no, it's... Galvatron yells at Starscream that he's wasting his time. Oh yes, Megatron yes, exactly. knows knows when it, when it's a better, and he gets cut off before he finishes. Yes, because Megatron decides to aim his gun at the back of Galvatron, who looks over at him, and Megatron's like, "Yeah, you don't decide your fate. I decide yours." Galvatron, of course, is kind of pissed off and calls him a treacherous fool. Uh, and, you know, the yeah. changing the timeline doesn't make him immune to Unicron. Yeah, he'll come for him. And I think there is this where he says, like, uh, maybe I'll become I'll let him enslave me just so I can uh, basically like stick it to Galvatron is what it is implying. Just sorta. Yeah, because he's like, and I'll while I'd rather die than serve, I may just surrender to him to if only to make myself the author of Galvatron's misery. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, I'd rather make you ter- terrible even if you are me. Yeah. But uh all this time Nemesis Prime was sneaking up behind and Hadoken's Megatron, another power that we've never seen used before by Optimus, but Megatron goes flying, and uh, Galvatron starts shooting at everybody. Um, and talks about how he tried to warn them by sending his that idiot Predacon with the golden disc, and as there's a bunch of smoke, we see T-Rex Megatron pop out and charges toward Galvatron, clamps down onto his cannon arm as the the Maximals rush Nemesis. Uh, although Nemesis, like, he throws off Cheetor, he boots Tigatron, he shoots Rat Trap, I think. And then Rhinox charges at him only to get thrown away. And Rhinox, like, flips. Yeah. yeah like, 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 that, that's flips. another animation moment that's, like, bad, but I kind of like it anyway. Yeah. Um, Pred Megatron, uh, gets knocked around by Galvatron. So the two of them are, are surrounded at this point, but they seem to be fi- fending off everybody oh, pretty wait. good. Okay, real quick, because I, I just got rechecked that. He knocks away Cheetor and shoots Tigertron, who was also leaping at him, and oh. he just punts Rat Trap. 
Yeah. Because he took a leap at him, too, and he just, like, punts him. Yeah, that makes sense. We we cut to Bumblebee, uh, who's at the door. He's like, I have the Allspark, and it's dying. And then we get this sort of scanner light that, that scans him over, and then the door opens. He's like, that's right, chosen one. Thank you very much. And starts running through this hall as the uh, the temple starts to glow. Uh, Galvatron yells at Nemesis saying, you know, the the temple, we got to stop them. And then we see Optimus and Megatron and Optimus is like, we have to stop them. And Megatron's like, with what? There's only two of them and we're still outnumbered. <laughs> but uh, as as he says that, we we get a big glow on top of the temple and we see nine f- golden forms floating down. And this is, as we alluded to earlier, the, the forms of those that have passed in the, the previous episodes. We've, we've got Alita who steps forward. We, we see all of the, the forms. We've got Magnus and Jetfire. We've got the Reflectors, Chromia possibly, Chromia possibly the, the Seekers. As we, uh, we see Bumblebee who's running through this hall as this pedestal rises up and starts glowing. The the all spark container uh, floats on top of it, then transforms into this bright light, and then all of a sudden this gray inert ball as all the lights f- fade. Just plunks right down there. Yep, and Bumblebee. Like no no, no uh, fanfare. Yep, and Bumblebee is like, I'm I'm so sorry, and he's pretty much with the assumption that he he was too late. As the the lights start to fade in the temple, uh, Optimus is like no. Yep, Optimus is like no. As as Galvatron rushes towards these these golden forms, and he and Nemesis jump up, and Elita holds up her hands. A, a golden force field appears, and both Galvatron and Nemesis fade. Well, they don't fade. They sort of disintegrate. Sort of, kinda, into these particles, and they're gone. Yeah, it's a weird effect. Yeah, it's an effect we have not seen yet. I guess you could say. Yeah. So um, we don't know how what they exactly did to them, other yeah. than make them go away. Yep. We we've got everybody looking on as Alita lowers her hands, and then appears before Optimus and and touches the the side of his face as he asks her to forgive him and that it was his fault and she talks about it was the the only choice and no one else could make it uh, and she thanks him and that she will always love him as uh, she pulls the hand away and starts to float up into the sky she instead of calling him Optimus calls him Orion mm-hmm. uh, her body glows and turns into a glowing orb as they all float up to join the others sparks above the temple they sort of condense down and then we get this big ex- sort of explosion of light uh the the inside of the temple we see the pedestal and bees he starts to stand up and then there, there's like this huge energy ray that, that shoots down and b is like holding up his hand he's blinded as as we hear thunder rumbling and the the snow and clouds start to disappear and Bumblebee looks up and we see this 
glow in the ceiling and then we cut outside and it's it's christmas no it's not really but (laughs) but the the temple is sort of glowing there's this golden energy shooting out of the top of it we we see a sunrise as everyone is cheering and we have these light snowflakes that are falling we we cut to optimus and megatron as they look on uh we then cut to a pair of uh statues that have some up so did they did the all spark make these did... i i think they made them <clears throat> they took a moment to make them yeah because they're, they're pretty big yeah i know i'm i'm guessing they wanted to fit a monument before they rebuild all the destroyed city that's around here you know priorities mm, true but yes it, it, it's cog and one of the reflectors as as the autobots and Maximals and Decepticons and Predacons meet, and Prime says that it's a, a fitting tribute in oh, Megatron's. And we do get a dissolve that makes it look like it uh, has been a while. I mean, like the sun yeah. and the sky have definitely have completely cleared. It's like blue, yeah. and some and some of the snow has melted away. So yeah. I mean, it's not exactly like they did this immediately. Mm-hmm. But we do have these like glistening particles that are still sort of float. It almost looks like snowflakes that are that are sort of floating around them. It kind of it can snow when it's sunny. Yeah, true enough. Um, Megatron uh, agrees with Prime that it it, it is a fitting tribute. Uh, Optimus goes on to say that the the war may be over, but Galvatron and Nemesis Prime have shown them that the fight for the future has only just begun. Uh, and for now, though. And then Prime says, till all are one, and extends a hand to Megatron, who looks at it. And instead of frowning, he has a, a solemn look and then turns his back. <laughs> Prime's like, well, where will you go? And Megatron says, well, it's a it's a larger world today and large enough to dis- to sustain us all for now. Right, right. Yeah, there's. We got a whole planet, and there's like 12 of us. Yeah. <laughs> a lot oh, of work. Yep. Yeah. So as the Decepticons walk off, we, we cut to Starscream, who says that he can still hear him, you know, Unicron, and he is not pleased. And as he says that, uh, Black Arachne says, well, then at some point he'll show himself, and when he does, we'll be ready, which scream to pause and look off into the sky as we cut to black and then we see two forms floating in space as we hear a growl and then the word awaken we hear it a second time as the glow brightens and then we see the the entrance of unicron as he talks to galvatron and nemesis prime who float in space he's like once again, I have saved your miserable lives. Nemesis is like master, and Unicron goes on to say, using the dead universe to move through time was a foolish risk. Nevertheless, it has given me ideas. And as he says that, we see the the neon framework glowy effect from the 86 movie coming over both of them. As they both gasp and start to groan, and then we see the the sort of claws from the mouth of Galvatron as it closes around them. And uh, yes, they're says, screaming at this point. <laughs> and of course, as the the subtitle subtitles say, "I shall be king." It's not. He's like, 
what he actually says is, I shall begin again. And from there, that's the end of the series. So leaving it pretty open for something to come, but <laughs> I haven't heard anything. And no, the fact, yeah. the fact that there really wasn't much said about the end of the series makes me wonder if they are actually going to do anything. Yeah, I got the feeling that they're kind of doing more of this as toy based uh uh co- connections because i mean think about how how much we actually spent on these toys and stuff like that so but which i feel is kind of bad because they definitely left it open and stuff like that but i think they purposely left it like this to get set up for so like oh okay so once we know what the next toy line is we can mold it in with what we started here you know yeah like a little back and forth for good or ill they're 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 gonna start playing off of each other mm-hmm. i i have no problem with that <laughs> well <laughs> that's why i said for good or ill like yeah, I mean, yeah, it, I, it, yeah. It, it could turn out really great uh it just at this point they unfortunately kind of left us with uh an ending that's only a half ending i guess you could say in a way i I, it's hard to explain. Yeah, I, I think this was. I, I actually, it's it's interesting because when I first watched it, I felt like it really was setting up for something more. Maybe because I was a little disappointed with the episode. But uh, upon further reflection, I actually think this is kind of as much of an ending as we were gonna get. I mean, it we we have finished the war for Cybertron. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now there could be a sequel series called. The war for Unicron or the Unicron war or something uh, where, you know, where they are actually fighting, you, you know, that's that's more like a remake of the of the movie where, you know, you're directly fighting Unicron and his whatever, um, you know, uh, you could you could if they want to. And I mean, I guess that's the other thing is even if there isn't that much buzz uh, about even if there isn't that much buzz about this series, like, I mean, they sold a bunch of Beast Wars figures, I'm yeah. sure. And uh, if they think that that has anything to do with the Netflix series, then they'll keep making them. I mean, that's that's one thing that Netflix does is it keeps making stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, if you blink, you're like, oh, there's 47 seasons of The Ranch. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's 18 Godzilla movies. Uh, you know, there's, yeah, who knows? But, um, I don't know. I kind of feel like, I do kind of feel like it, uh, it's, it's more of an ending than, than I thought it was at first. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing more, but, uh, you know, it is, I also, I kind of want to go back and watch the whole thing all the way through. Um, like sometime when I have all the time in the world, watch like all 18 episodes and see if, uh, some of the some of the weirdness makes more sense on a second viewing because the Mm -hmm. first season is the only one that I've watched that I've actually watched twice. And with that season, I really understood all of the stuff, all of the little, the little hints and the little character things uh, a lot better on the second viewing. And uh, I I probably should have done it on, on uh, these two seasons as well, but uh, I just, I didn't. I mean, this was my second pass through with the uh-huh. third watch here. So it, I think 
I feel like we got we got like ninety five percent of a good season, <laughs> and then it just sort of shit the bed on the last episode. I feel like there could have been some stuff that was that could have been done better. Um, I think if they knew that this is going to be the last episode for this trilogy. I think that somebody should have really pushed to have more time for this final episode, but it just seemed like, uh, I don't know if they changed the writing staff or what, but the first two seasons seemed a lot more cohesive with regards Mm -hmm. to like the back and forth. And then it's like, they just completely forgot about the Cybertron crew. And yes, I know maybe they wanted to leave it to the end to have it be more impactful, I guess. But at the same time, the discussion that we had earlier about it, they didn't do a very good job of that. I think there there definitely could have been ways that it could have been done better. Right. Like I think I think it would have it, it merited what 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 it merited was either a couple of cold opens where we got like a little bit you, you know a little bit of of what was of what was going of what the aftermath of that instant incident was. Mm-hmm. Or like if the second to last episode had been uh, a jump to um you know explaining you know exp- explaining what was going on with uh on back on back on Cybertron yeah. or something. You know they, what would have you know what would have made this season better if we had cold opens where somehow folks survived the explosion on Cybertron uh-huh. and. We had Galvatron who was trying to convince Megatron of stuff. The flat, these, like these cold opens or flashes that we could have had on Cybertron was Nemesis Prime going after any of the survivors left on the planet. Yeah. Yeah. That could have, that could have been, um, I, the only problem with that idea is that we already didn't have enough time in this season. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's the, that's the biggest, that's the biggest thing with this season is that they tried to, insert too much i think i think the more i think about it the more it would have been better if they had gotten to earth more quickly and mm-hmm. we had gotten some extra time with the beast wars characters in season two yeah like if we had if we'd had i'll bet if we had a because i mean we didn't spend that much time with optimus in season two anyway mm-hmm. um if if they had spent one solid episode in season two, introducing the Maximals and the Predacons. Yeah. Like the like the the reveal happens the second to last episode, and then the last episode is is them you know introdu- is kind of that that pilot that first episode of this season that would have given them I think a little bit more breathing room that would have maybe done the trick. Yeah. Um, you know what I think we could what I think what would have I don't think we needed Decius in the second season. I don't think we needed the Quintus on. Right. Yeah, we I definitely think, didn't. Yeah. I think we I, could we we could have had, you know, the the third party, but in a in a sort of a lesser role and then still have them show up again at the end only to be destroyed at the end of the second season. Well, see see I think the problem is that the second season was good. True. So, so I don't want to, I don't want to say that 
I mean, really, really, because cause what was there was good. Like, I yeah. I don't know. this, And this is, I mean, I guess this is why the, if it was easy, then the, the season would have been better. Or, I mean, yeah. you know, this then the, then the, the ending would have been better uh, and the season as a whole would have been better. Uh, I think that uh, they just needed a little bit more time. They wanted, like, yeah. they needed to pick something to cut. You could also have, I mean, frankly, if you had, if you had had them leave, if you'd had Optimus leave uh, uh, Cybertron and Megatron go after him, and then the second season was them traveling through space and then eventually getting to Earth, and then and and, and maybe even cutting to Earth and having the Maximals and the Predacons fight or something, and then done the third season, and then and then just not even come back to honestly, if if they had just come back to Cybertron. And it was as is, and we mm-hmm. didn't spend time with uh, Alita and the and the sucking people's souls and all that weirdness on on Cybertron in season two. Mm-hmm. Like that would have actually felt. <clears throat> I feel like that would have that would have that would have made that would have felt better, just because I don't like the way that they that that all the characters got exploded. Yeah, but like. If if they had just vaguely show if they had just shown up and we didn't know what happened because that's what this show what this show did really well actually um mm-hmm. I didn't realize this until the third season was you know they implied how the war started and and had short flashbacks they you know they did the quick cut back to the to the golden disc or whatever but they didn't feel like they needed to show us everything and so they covered a ton of ground it's very impressive how much ground they covered. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, yeah, it just was like little stuff about this final episode that just didn't, didn't sit right with me. Yeah. Didn't quite hit the mark, but still Jordan, the, the work as a whole is impressive. Yeah. What were your thoughts, Jordan? Um, kind of the same, like the, it's the, ep- <clears throat> after everything, this episode kind of did feel a little bit down, mm-hmm. but it still wasn't terrible. You know, like it didn't like make me like mad or angry or upset. It just kind of be like. Oh, yeah. you know, so like, I mean, cause there are good, there are some good bits. Like I said, there's some lines there's, and in a sense, I, I think Kendall, you're kind of right. This is for, especially with like, uh, a f- we've got future and time travel involved. This is kind of a good wrap up of that, at least, mm-hmm. you know, where like, and they at least accomplish where they basically no longer have a ticking clock on Cybertron now. Yeah. So, I mean, that's at least, and that's pretty much was the whole basis of the war of Cybertron was, was, was to like, who would get control of it. And then when he like threw, you know, through the all spark, it, it became like, it can Cybertron survive now. So yeah. like the, this whole arc kind of these three things went over like the, is like an arc with involving the all spark of like how it was removed and brought back. So like, as as that is a like as a simple as like one storyline, I guess it's kind of finished and that ended okay, but it left itself open for a, and seemed to also hint at that there's going to be a lot there's going to be more or there's other storylines or other stuff going on and it kind of just it it that's why this to me it doesn't feel like this was much of an ending because. You, it just feels like, oh, well, this is like uh, episode 
seven in like in like a in the next series of uh transformers cartoon like thing like yeah it, mm. so i mean like so it's it's kind of bad for an ending but it wasn't a terrible episode and, and as i said like there i still like some of it and mm. some of the things i i enjoyed it like i i would honestly i probably will be watching these episodes again and again anyways yeah well there you have it folks there's our our thoughts on this on this episode and this season and really the series as a whole i guess you could say um we put out a call for questions earlier today did we get any jordan uh unfortunately we only got one we i oh good uh ria rose uh tagged us again thanks but by the way for providing so many questions uh, and she says, happy finale day. Now that we are at the end of kingdoms, what do you want to see going forward? Personally, I'd like the kind of fusion of Galvatron and Nemesis leading to a true war against Unicron. I get the feeling that there's definitely going to be, they're going to pull something with Unicron again. And I'm not hundred percent sure if I want that or not. Uh, I don't want them to retread like the movie or uh like the anime unicron series or whatever right because i don't i you know them fighting and having to destroy unicron or anything like that like i don't necessarily want something like that but if it's something like say a multiversal attack kind of thing yeah like and we get uh parallels and and future and and past things I'd be kind of interested in that, especially like I would definitely like to see uh, parts of Cybertronian history that, like we said before, before uh, it became the, the Autobot and Decepticon War, uh, maybe some t- some time of the Max, you know, Maximal Predacons before they left for, with the Golden Disc, maybe mm-hmm. a parallel line where the uh, Maximal Predacons have uh you know, evolved normally from from a, a thriving Cybertron, but it has led to another war or something. You know, yeah. Like I'd I'd be interested in seeing all kinds of things like that, all basically at risk because uh, Unicron got the got the idea that they get through the dead universe. Yeah. No, I could definitely see that. Yeah, and that's something I would like to see too. I think I'd like to see something more multiversal that was a bit more encompassing of of the property as a whole like the different sort of scenarios and different series not just not just g1 and beast wars but open it up to like the comic books and the movies and that sort of thing i think that would be kind of neat um maybe that's maybe that's why we haven't heard anything maybe they're waiting for the movie to come out before they touch on anything again just to see what goes on with that because i mean maybe hasbro Maybe Hasbro is going to try and do their own MCU sort of thing, uh, but <laughs> yeah, that's there was still, no there was no Transformer like at the end of Snake Eyes. Yeah, no, I saw it. I saw it a few. I saw it a couple of weeks ago. It was pretty good, right? It wasn't bad. Um, definitely changes up the origin of Snake Eyes, though. Yeah, well, whatever. Mm. Who cares? <laughs> but um, uh, so you, so there's. Basically, what I what I would like to see, I was thinking about this. I'd like to see uh, basically Arrow, but for uh, but for um, but for Transformers. So uh, there were a lot of things that they alluded to in the past in this season or in this in this series. 
I want yeah. First of all, I want a con- I want a continuation of this continuity. Um, and uh, there were a lot of things that were alluded to in this in this series uh, that happened in the past. Um, I would like uh, a hefty use of flashbacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and basically, you know, tell me a story of the Autobots and the and the Decepticons reluctantly coming together to fight Unicron um, and hopefully and make Unicron better. Like, I don't know. I don't even I honestly don't even remember how they beat Unicron in the movie. The Matrix. Um, no, no, the, no, not the Matrix. The um, the movie from the 80s cartoon. Ha ha ha. No, they use uh, the power of the Matrix. Rodimus opens up the Matrix and blows up Unicron. Okay. Wait, the yeah. Matrix that's coming out? Oh my gosh. So my <laughs> hot comes take, out the day after tomorrow. My hot take on the new Matrix. I'm not gonna. I don't. I, we've been super negative on this episode already, but there is no way in the world that that movie is going to be good. Like the the original Matrix barely holds up. Like it has its own, it has its own problems, oh, and then the yes. sequels are the sequels that exist are already bad, and like ruin the universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, it I, it's been a while since so I couldn't tell you exactly how Revolutions ends, but it doesn't exactly it doesn't exactly leave the door super open for sequels. Um, if I if memory serves, but that's my hot take on that. But anyway, yeah, I want a lot of flashbacks, uh, you know, sort of like how Arrow like like, you know, he for the first like however many years they would flashback or for five years, like for the first five seasons of Arrow, they flash back to a different year where he was, quote unquote, on on the island or off the island or, you know, all the crazy all the crazy stuff that he went through mm-hmm. Um in his sort of preparation for coming back to, to star city. So I want, you know, I want to see Orion Pax. Uh, you know, I want to see the origins of the Decepticons. I want to see, you know, I want to see all that stuff. I also want to see the actual, what the beast wars looked like um, in that, you know, in that timeline with primal and, and everybody else. Yeah. And, uh, but then, you know, like kind of that's the, that 50 50 with a story where they fight Unicron. And I just, I just, I don't know. Like, yeah. So with Unicron, you have Nemesis prime and you have Galvatron. And I hope that they could like extend that out to having like a larger faction. Um, You know, Starscream is hearing voices already. Do something, you know, do something cool with his character. Um, Bring in, you know, somebody from, you know, some other faction get, you know, that doesn't care about uh, the planets getting eaten or, or have him like, or have him or do, or, or do his, I mean, have him do the, the Galvatron technique, you know, enslaving, enslaving people from, but like larger amounts of people, you know, change up what his, what his MO is or whatever. So that he's a more, so that he's more than just a, a force of nature. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Well, there you go. There's our question for the week. Uh, Jordan, do you have anything you would like to plug this week? Um, uh, no, I think just sticking to what the things I've plugged before. Uh, um, I, I, I found out the name. It's uh, Podcast of Power, a She-Ra companion podcast. Ah, cool. There's uh, 
some folks who are doing a who did a uh shira watch you know watching podcasts they for a special like patreon ep- episode on their website they did a they played a uh a live play uh a a, a play through of uh for the honor and me and cassidy from you know from strangers fiction fix, fictions pod uh actually participated in that so it was like oh, the four, cool. four of us uh playing the game but it's a special patreon episode so you know, but if you do listen to that that's something too interesting that you might and you're like supporting them then you'll get to hear me there cool kendall how about you uh candlecast.ninja uh that's what we called music we just had a new episode posted that i posted and uh i'll probably get back to doing a little bit more regular posting um we have I haven't posted the episode of Hacksaw Ridge or for of uh, the movie roundtable we did for Hacksaw Ridge. Um, if you want to hear me complain about a World War II movie um, and, and tell people that a movie shouldn't exist, um, you know I'm usually such so positive, uh, <laughs> but I am not positive on that. Uh, I can't remember what else I do, uh, but every, but it's all at KendallCast.Ninja, and uh, yeah. Um, now that we're done with War and Beast, we'll probably uh, be posting a little bit more uh, regularly because uh, uh, this is a long podcast and it uh, it takes, you know, one of the nights that I might be podcast editing uh, to do. So that's, that's why it's so great that we only do six episodes at a time. <laughs> uh, I, I, and just, just thanks, everyone, for listening. I, I really sincerely appreciate it. It's cool that this... Uh, that this podcast has, has gone on as long as we have, and that we have at least some number of, of, uh, of listeners. Uh, I'm sure that most of you are Russian bots, but (laughs) um, those that aren't, this is the, this is the part of the show where I'm like half asleep and become really, uh, uh, sappy. Um, but, um, yeah, I really appreciate everybody that listens and I try not to be too self-indulgent on my podcast, but, it it is it is a uh, very very kind of you to listen and would encourage everyone to start a podcast just don't just think of something better than media criticism <laughs> um, i i don't i don't know what i i've not, i haven't figured it out or else i would do it but uh you know it we just complained about the lot of people worked really hard on this show and we just complained about it for 2 hours you can do better than us oh, or go or way. go don't do a podcast go like make a movie or something i don't know there you go. Uh, for me, as always, you, if you've enjoyed listening to this, we're on Spotify now, as I announced last week. Uh, you can find us on there. You can find us on any on Google Podcasts. You can find us on Apple Podcasts. If you want to leave a review, by all means, please do so. You can find me on Twitter at the Real Gonmun G O N M U N. You can find us on Twitter at Warren Beast. You can find us on Facebook. If you search for Warren Beast Podcast, we've got a Facebook group there. Uh, or if you want to send any comments in about the season or any of the episodes that you listen to, whoever listened to the John Cena bonus episode from a long time ago, thank you on Spotify. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's uh, been a pleasure as always. Glad that you folks have been listening. The along. John Cena, but we did a John Cena bonus episode. Well, I, I named the I named the bonus episode, <laughs> and his name is John Cena. Oh, okay. 
<laughs> so maybe they weren't looking for Enterprise. They were looking for John Cena. Maybe. Well, but which is kind of hard to do. I mean, you can't see. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. It's been a pleasure, folks, as always. Feel free to reach out. And if we hear about anything in the pipeline, we will let you know. So once again, for Warren Beast, I have been Greg. Oh, sorry. I, I've been Jordan. <laughs> uh, and I'm Kendall. Looked away for Tell one second. Tell all our one, folks. <laughs> May the force be with you. Bye.